In Hitman Absolution, you must use your assassin's instincts to become the enemy, to blend in like never before, to hide in plain sight. Hey, I know you. Faster, right? That's me! 2007's hottest artist is back with his brand new album, Shut Up and Hold My Suitcase. With such classics as Don't Scan My Head, It's Not a Voucher and Toilet Gun, this album should be in everyone's collection. Assassin's Magazine says it was explosive, hit after hit. And the Melanicast stated, suitcases will never be the same again. <laughs> sure to have reached number 47 in the charts, it's The Hitman. Did you just come up with that? Yeah. That was <laughs> I was trying very to think of as many references as possible. <laughs> Get it? Because he's the hit man. So does he make? Because he, he's a singer. So it's James Bond. Is that that what you were yeah. hinting at? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, mm. the guy with the bold head and the red tie and the bar cut on the head. Double O Seven, just written on his forehead. <laughs> I'll be. <laughs> That's Can the you next imagine? Bond. Yeah, it'll be like an inner city Bond. <laughs> oh, I guess they did that with Kingsman, didn't Bond they? Bond from the inner city. <laughs> oh, God. I just yeah, like, fuck I, you up and have a martini light. I was just proud of the joke of the hitman because <laughs> he makes hits. It was very good. I liked it. I was happy with it. It was um, unexpected. Delightfully unexpected. And like I said, it's going to reach number 47 in the charts. Yeah, I like that. Like Do that. I need to explain this further? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, no, 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 it's great. Where were we? So, what are we talking about this week, Dan? Well, let's start by saying welcome to that kill hit Dan show. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> if only this was episode 47, but it's Wait, not. Wait, that kill hit Dan film show. There we go. That works. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, yeah, if only it was 47. Yeah. But it's. Uh, Somewhere in the 60s. 60s, I think, now, yeah. Yeah. We're getting it. will be at 100 in about a year, I think. Oh, it's crazy, man. And it's more than it says because yeah. the non-labeled episodes. I think we're probably... I think we've done about 16 non-labeled episodes. We're somewhere in the 70s, I think. Yeah. So, That's not about bad. right. We've been going for a reasonable amount of time now. Reasonably. Oh, no, I've got a synopsis. <laughs> I mean... It's not too difficult. This, to, be to be fair, it had more of a plot than I expected, to be fair. It did. I mean... Not all of it was good. Oh no! But it had more of a plot. You can't expect everything to be good. <laughs> how would you how would you know good from bad if everything was good? That's true, and especially since it's the 2007 Hitman. That's true. I think the one of the review line I <laughs> saw of it was something between what did it say? It, it summed it up really well in like a single line. Hitman stands right on the threshold between video games and art. On the wrong side of the threshold. <laughs> That's a great. Review. But then it goes on the wrong side of the threshold, but on the threshold nonetheless. <laughs> well, what I'm going to do, I'm just going to put this suitcase right here, uh... just, just safely, you know, just just in case, because it could explode <laughs> any, any minute, like practically every suitcase in this film. You're just going to have throughout the podcast episode multiple explosion noises. <laughs> <laughs> just every time you're like cinematography. <laughs> Wait, I'll just have this noise. And then boom. <laughs> so there you Just go. sporadically. I'll I'll do that instead of the instead of the curtain. Yeah. Explosive suitcase. Yes. <laughs> I we'll we'll talk about the explosions after I've mentioned the plot. Yeah. Because 
this is based on as you would have guessed we're talking about hitman mm-hmm. not hitman agent 47 which is the reboot we're and talking not the about. Uh, 2007 hit singer no not no. that either um we're talking about the 2007 timmy elephant film sorry Tim- 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 timothy Ele- elephant sorry um little timmy elephant uh <laughs> film hitman based on the video game series because there are multiple entries now mm-hmm. which features a, bald a, man. a bald hitman with a barcode on the back of Who his head stand out like a sore thumb <laughs> literally he looks like a thumb <laughs> he does look like a thumb and this film <clears throat> is him so so i'm trying to remember what actually happened so the title sequence is actually taken from a series called dark angel title sequence what, the, like... you know the opening credits where it shows his backstory oh yeah that's it's not taken from filmed a, from this. It's taken from a series called Dark Angel, mm-hmm. which I think some of the people involved in this worked on. Is it meant to be like a prequel? Well, it's very similar. Oh. So it's about clones. Right. Whereas this isn't about clones, I don't think, the hmm. games. I don't think the games are about don't clones. Think so. They're just kids that are taken, I believe. They're <clears throat> taught how to be assassins. Sounds about right. And they're instead of names, they're given numbers yeah. and barcodes. And in this film, he's on and he's the start of the film. He's carried out of one or two assignments, and then he's got his next assignment where he has to shoot a political figure in Russia. Was it? I think it's in yeah. Russia. And our second film in Russia this season. Second film in oh yeah, and very close together. Mm. <clears throat> and basically, gets set up mm. because. The person he supposedly shot is still alive, even though he's pretty certainly shot him because he never misses. And there's also a policeman who's obsessed with him, who's been trying to catch him for a while. He is a looker. (laughs) So that's the setup. Mm. And there are more characters that come into it, but it's basically Agent 47 trying to survive and clear his name. Yeah. And not even yeah he, he's trying to clear he's trying to survive and we'll get revenge get, get revenge yeah because yeah, he i suppose he's not clearing his name as such because he's a hitman already but yeah because one of the things with hitman and the games explore this is that he's supposed to be emotionless yeah and detached but he meets a character in this who's they never really expressly say that she's a love interest but mm. she as the film goes on and he spends more time with her well, he saves her life. Yeah. And she's based on a character in the game who he saves twice. Mm-hmm. And it reveals a more emotional side to him. Yeah. But Which still I, only slightly. Yeah, still only slightly. And I don't know how far the, if the games do that, but the film definitely does that. Yeah. To an extent. Yeah, I've only ever played a little bit of the new Hitman. It's the one that's like the trilogy. Mm. Um it was quite fun, but fuck me, it's hard because I'm I'm just not good at planning out an assassination. Apparently, they're really tricky games, mm. and I'm looking forward to them making a bond. But I also yeah. want them to make it playable. Yeah, because my concern is it will be too much like Hitman, and I'll not struggle with it. Yeah, I'll give. I don't have the patience for Hitman as much as I can admire it as a as a good game. It is incredibly impressive how they do like these massively open areas where practically everything is interactable. Yeah. Um and it's so detailed. It's just a game that like it feels like you need 
to actually be a hitman who studies what this person does <laughs> looks at all their options like one of the missions I played in it was you. I killed a man with an explosive golf ball. So he was a guy who had like a golf driving range in his back garden, big rich millionaire. Yeah. And I trade swapped out the one of the balls with uh, a bomb, nice. and he hit it and it blew himself up. That's so good. It's great. <laughs> like but in another level, there was like a, a catwalk, it was like a fashion show thing, and I had to kill two people. And one of them, I just followed them around till they went in a room, and then I just beat them to death whoa <laughs> and Getting another back, back one to basics the other one was out in like the open and uh it's in fresco he was <laughs> and he was walking around the catwalk so i just shot him and ran away <laughs> i was nice. just like Pew, run away don't overcomplicate yeah. it shoot bang dead <laughs> <laughs> the name of the uh first song of the hitman album <laughs> Definitely. uh what's it called <laughs> shut up and hold my suitcase <laughs> Should we, before we do anything that's actual critical film analysis, should we just state how many explosions? (laughs) Yes, well, basically, whenever you hear that's an explosion in the film, because they happen, I swear, like after the action gets going, it's like every 10 minutes, there's an explosive suitcase. And for for a game and a character, which is the whole point of Hitman is you're supposed to be unseen yeah you're not really like bond who does kind of cause a big scene in the hitman games you want to kind of get in and out unnoticed yeah and it, you want to kill people in inventive ways but there's a reason why you change costumes and you yeah. set up these elaborate plans and there is a little bit of that in this film <laughs> but there's also an unnecessary amount of explosions not that i didn't enjoy it <laughs> there was some comedic time class I love a good comedically timed explosion. It's the way it's just like, where is he holding? Like, the suitcases <laughs> he has just come out of his ass. Like, I don't know where he's been storing them, <laughs> where he suddenly pulls them out from. He just goes, suitcase bomb, and <laughs> <laughs> he explodes. Definitely keisters them. Uh, I, the best one, I think we both agreed, was he snipes. I think it's after he snipes the political figure that apparently oh, does. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He snobs him, puts it back in the case, leaves the case, walks away, and it blows up. Which not only doesn't make any sense, <laughs> it's completely unnecessary, but it would alert everyone yeah, to his position. because it was a big enough explosion, you could see it from the streets. It's the like, whole well... point, he picked a roof really far away, <laughs> yeah. so no one would see anything happen. But I digress. Uh, that's pretty much the whole film. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Uh, what did you think of it? Um, (laughs) you know, it started off actually fairly promising. Mm. The the intro, although I've now found out it's just edited from another TV show, does work in conjunction with the story. Although it did feel like a bit of a cop out because the film's an hour and a half. I think it is weird. I've never heard of a film doing that, like taking stuff from another TV show and putting it in there. It's probably happened before, but yeah, yeah, I've not. It's odd. Mm. Um, I guess maybe there was reshoots and a lot of. I think the original director left. They reshot a lot. So that train sequence with the sword fight. Oh, yeah. Apparently that was originally a completely different sequence. Uh-huh. It was like on a train as opposed to underneath a train and yeah, all and this sort like of the stuff. tracks and stuff. There was lots of reshoots, basically, to the point of there's a scene where I think they're either in the train station or the <clears> airport 
and the trivia is something crazy like there's a bit where agent 47's walking mm. and the first part of that sequence was filmed in march of whatever year and then the second part was filmed in november of that year <laughs> because they obviously reshuffled everything yeah. around they maybe you know they went back to do reshoots so that could be part of it <clears throat> but you know it was an it was an okay intro but i do find it a bit of a cop out when they explain all the story in the credits yeah because i mean you could get the gist of it but it would have been maybe nice to actually have that in the film mm. might have even been cool to have as he's you could have had added an extra 20 minutes and had him doing a few of his first assassinations before yeah. he gets stitched Little up montage and then throw in some flashbacks to him yeah or maybe because he comes across other agents mm. that would actually be a perfect time seeing him working with them and stuff yeah or them when they recognize each other maybe they they have a callback to when they were yeah in the facility as children so <clears throat> and then it was okay to begin with mm. i feel like it, the quality gets worse as it goes on it kind of goes up and down throughout the whole film I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah definitely and the tone is never consistent no. but it's it's kind of entertaining because of that it it's almost it almost could be quite a good film which mm. i think you actually said it's almost a good film yeah it's uh the crazy thing is that you can see how much potential this film had yeah very easy game to kind of turn into a film and in a lot of ways, they got it right. And then in other ways, they obviously got it bad with the tone and everything. But <clears throat> it it had the potential to essentially be John Wick, a good... I think John Wick came out in 2014-ish. Sounds about right. That. Um, it had the potential to be John Wick before John Wick because it's a very similar type of style and everything to it. Yeah. Um, but one of the main things that let it down is they had a few action sequences that had the potential to be really good, but the choreography was all over the place. Mm. Like uh, we, you mentioned on the train, there's a sword fight. I don't know if there's too much detail on it, but basically it's like four-way sword fight that, oh, this would be quite cool. But then it's just, it looks like a bunch of people flailing sticks around because they don't, they clearly didn't have any training in how to use them like effectively or use them in like a, a cinematic manner. And similar to, it's a weird, comparison but marvel's iron fist on netflix how like i think that guy could actually fight he could act he did have actually have the martial arts skills but for some reason they kept cutting after every single attempt at a punch do you mean finn wolfheart uh, not <clears throat> what was his name finn jones or something finn, the guy yeah. he he do you was, mean him or do you mean timothy oliphant uh, i mean him as in like they kept cutting away from every punch but this yeah. does it too and hitman does it too yeah and it doesn't stick on the action long enough for you to actually see what's happening no and the reason i ask is that he was trained as well what timothy oliphant yeah yeah like he had a bit of training maybe not enough but sounds like he had good training but it sounds like the choreographers were perhaps fairly new and or the editor they, maybe the the camera work didn't catch enough of each fight to make it look good so they had to keep cutting away from it which is where it ended up messy this film is pretty poorly edited in places definitely oh 100 <laughs> percent. I, f I feel like there was a lot of miscommunication between i could be wrong but it feels like there's miscommunication between the departments yeah. from what i've looked in the trivia it looks like 
there was a lot of back and forth between the first director and uh, I think it's Fox. Mm. And it wasn't plain sailing. Yeah. And I think you can see that in the finished product. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely a messy film, but it is it is still, to be honest with you, fairly entertaining. It's definitely far from the worst video game movie I've ever seen. And far from the worst video game film we've seen in this series of films. <laughs> I would say it's probably a little bit better than the Tomb Raider movie, which on re-watching it was pretty terrible. You know, I'd agree. <clears throat> I'd agree. Like... Which I don't think I'd ever thought I'd say. To be fair, the story wasn't bad in it. You know, like no. that he's about the, these doubles and everything. But it's it's just how they executed everything else in general. Like the editing and the music. The, the music was fine again. It, it was nothing memorable. But it all just kind of... It was all segments of good stuff melded together but not quite right. So it ended up as a okay thing. I feel like the difference between, say, this and a Bourne or, or one of the later Bonds comes down to weak character writing, mm. weak dialogue, weak editing. Mm. And the other stuff is good, <clears throat> but with those elements being weak, it lets it down. So yeah. if you compare, Bourne has quite a compelling story, mm. uh, a compelling character development. I mean it's this has got an equally good story i would say to born mm. well maybe not quite as good but it's not far off yeah but there isn't a lot of character development and i know that's tricky because he's essentially supposed to not have too much emotion but even the emotion they give him it still doesn't feel it's still quite flat yeah it's a flat performance and he's a good actor. Yeah. I've seen him be good and stuff, but I don't. I didn't really feel like he gave much of an engaging performance. Mm. I don't think that's anything to do with his fault. It feels like direction. It feels like... Oh, definitely. And it, writing. Yeah, it feels like they didn't quite know, and this is where the inconsistent tone comes from. They clearly didn't really know what they were going for. It feels like they perhaps had some semblance of what the game was maybe played a little bit of it because this would have been if this was 2007 i think this would have been possibly hitman absolution well the game possibly. they're playing in that hotel room mm -hmm. is blood money so that's ps2 yeah so yeah uh, 2007 the ps3 would have been out but i think it only just come out so okay um so yeah it wouldn't be hitman absolution actually that was kind of the semi-reboot of it um mm. But yeah, it feels like they had some kind of semblance of the game, but they perhaps more read it about it rather than played it, and that kind of pushed them away from the tone they wanted. And it feels like there's maybe too many cooks in the room for the writing room and ended up messy. Definitely. I mean, there's some really hammy dialogue. Mm. The, the detective character who's chasing him is not more than a cliche. Yeah. And he's a good actor, but he doesn't really he doesn't really need to be in this film. No, I kind of forgot he was in it. Yeah, exactly. That that's the problem. Like he's your classic or well, someone's gotta be chasing him as well as the other people. I think um to be fair, the two main characters, Timmy Olf Olfant's Hitman and what was the Russian woman called? Uh Olga Kurilenko. They Although she's Ukrainian in real life. I yeah. don't know if she's playing a Russian, but I mean, those two I can remember quite well. Obviously, they're the main characters of the film. 
they had a pardon me uh, a reasonably sort of memorable ish performance in a sense they weren't terrible mm. but they had at least some sort of character development and there was a you know like a, a little bit of like sort of chemistry between them but it ultimately all falls apart because uh, because of the terrible writing yeah exactly like it feels like the actors get on okay mm. with their like with like you say with their chemistry but <laughs> she's written really bad yes she's she's a 2007 written female character yeah. i mean that line about her panties i was like yeah for god's sake <laughs> it just started hitting a point of like that's oh, jesus but hey you know like it didn't go the way we thought it was gonna go so no that's true <laughs> but they really leaned into the fact that because she's a, she plays a prostitute <clears throat> but they didn't make any efforts to make her anything other than the stereotype of a prostitute yeah and there's a line where she says raised grapes i don't understand yeah. that line no, i don't think anyone ever will <laughs> she's talking about how her grandfather had a vineyard and he raised grapes what does that mean hitman 2007 <laughs> little baby grapes uh, free range grapes going to university <laughs> yeah there's yeah exactly it's um it was a messy film <laughs> that was the odd thing i want to say i don't think the writing was great the, the story itself the plot was okay yeah but the character development and the dialogue was poor it's written by a guy called skip woods and he's got a very up and down skip woods skip woods <laughs> he's got a very up and down imdb page mm -hmm. so he's written some good films like swordfish and th there's loads he's been writing for years he's written some really good films he's also written some terrible films mm and submit film based on this when you come to do the reboot which we'll do at some point mm. hitman agent 47 who's the last person you'd hire to write for it oh they didn't get the same guy they got they? him back again Why? but it didn't i don't think it did well no i heard it was i hear it was really bad it as well. flopped right <clears throat> so it's the same as um <laughs> why would you do that well i mean it seems to be a fox thing you remember x-men 3 Oh yeah, yeah. The guy who Simon thing. Was it the guy who wrote X Men Three, that everyone hated, directed and wrote Dark, Dark Phoenix, Phoenix, which is the same story. Why would you get the guy who destroyed the story in the first place to come back and do it again and direct it? It's like, <laughs> and whose the, fucking decision was that? And they're the two worst X Men films. Yeah, they are literally the two worst X Men yeah. films. Well, it, to be fair, X Men Three, if you go back and watch it, is a cheesy Actually, fun time. Yeah. And I would um, say Apocalypse. Apocalypse is worse. Is worse. Apocalypse shit. But Dark <laughs> Phoenix is worse than Apocalypse. Yeah, because like or on a par. Because you've got uh, what is it? Days of Future Past is the best, I would say. What from there? Out, out of all of them, I would Do say. Do you reckon? I love that oh. film. Great oh, film. Okay. Um, Days of Future Past. Not this is not including Logan because Logan's just the best one, obviously. Days it's of technically Past. not an X Men film, is it? It's a, yeah, it's, it's a Logan kind of film. Thing. Um, yeah, Days of Future Past, X Men Two then x-men one uh x-men first class ish but i wasn't a big fan of that either it had, no, i didn't like that uh james mcavoy and michael fassbender were both great in it and i thought their characters were really well done but everything around them was shit <laughs> it's it's a thing that matthew vaughn does where he starts off a film really strong and, it <laughs> and then it just falls <laughs> apart like that kingsman film the the prequel yeah 
the it's not terrible but the end is a lot weaker than the start it starts <clears> off i i quite like the first hour or so mm. but the finale is just pants yeah although the first kingsman was pretty good first kingsman was good but yeah. again it's like then the but, second one's yeah um but that's the x-men films <laughs> yeah it, it's, reviewed it, 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 it makes now. me laugh that these film companies can make the same mistake twice and Bonkers. cost them millions it's like what are you fucking doing we're doing like literally if if i was if i was in that meeting room for i know it's x-men 3 again but for the dark phoenix film and they're going oh who should we hire to write this and someone said the guy from the third one i'd literally get up and slap that person so hard <laughs> that they would quit because why yeah <laughs> why hire the same? like you don't you don't repeat this what is it um you don't keep repeating the same thing, expecting different results. <laughs> Something I, like that. Yeah, I, f I feel like with the film industry, this is contained to Hollywood. Because I think outside of Hollywood, there is more respect for film writing. Mm. But I feel like in Hollywood, they do it time and time again. They just overlook the writing. Yeah, they, just, they normally get someone as cheap as possible. They'll just hire, They'll replace everyone else, but yeah. they'll get the same crap writers yeah it's weird well uh that's our rants on the film we should probably go on to acting <laughs> yeah should we start off with uh <laughs> timothy elephant <laughs> i thought you'd do that and go olga kulik yeah <laughs> i could have um, um she was in a trunk at one point <laughs> <laughs> uh well uh <laughs> timmy elephant who never forgets to kill <laughs> Uh, yeah. he's uh come on there's, there's more he he's gonna st stampede through his enemies yeah yeah that uh, works um no nah, i got nothing that's yeah. <laughs> something to do with ivory and guns there's something there but i don't know the terminology tough, tusk that. ahead of him <laughs> it's the northern version no, it's, he's got a um, yeah to the elephant we kind of mentioned already but yeah he he was fine he he i think he did a good job with what he was clearly given mm. um like i said the direction is clearly not right there um he plays stoic quite well and you know he 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 looks the part definitely and you know he, he looks like he did do some sort of action training and stuff he's not amazing but i don't really think that's down to him no i think i think it does feel like i could be wrong but he doesn't feel as invested in it as other roles i've mm. seen him in i don't think he's having as much fun so something like mandalorian or uh, santa clarita diet it, you can see a change there's a difference in his performance and then like die hard 4 die hard 4 is okay he was in Die Hard. He's the bad guy. Oh, he's the bad Dark, guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's he's okay in that, but again, it doesn't really feel like he's given it his all. No, because it's Die Hard Four, and yeah. it's not the best one, is it? So, no. although Die Hard Four is okay, that's what I mean. It's yeah. average, so I don't think he's going which, full out on it. Which, to be fair, is what this film is. It's probably just below average. <laughs> Tepid. Test. <laughs> uh. You need to turn it up a bit. Turn it up a notch. Well, I did like, I mean, this is nothing to do with this performance, but we've mentioned the reoccurring suitcase explosions yeah. or just general explosions. But there's also... 
Explosion. explosion. <laughs> but there's also this habit of him just pulling guns out of random places. Oh, so funny, Which, though. to be fair, <laughs> in the game, like the one where he gets the one out of the toilet, you do actually do that in the yeah. game. <laughs> but in the game because you're playing it you do that so you remember it in yeah. the film they don't show him they don't doing show him it. putting that gun in the toilet and how would he know to put <laughs> one it just didn't make any sense what if someone was in that toilet when he went in there like just leans around behind yeah them. would he have like just slid his head under the cubicle uh, <laughs> don't mind me <laughs> does, the, um, does the golden eye sorry I forgot to knock <laughs> But uh, yeah, he, they definitely did his. I know his costume is literally a red tie and a suit, but the guns were right, the suit was right, the style of him was was very accurate. To be fair, easy mm. to do, but I guess it's still some props there. And the fact he he pretty much always used dual weapons as well. Yeah, cool. And didn't he use <laughs> dual swords? <laughs> yeah, which he just pulled out of his ass like everything else maybe it is a joke to the game how in the game he has all these different gadgets and he'll just pull them out of nowhere that's true they were like you know let's just do that (laughs) yeah maybe i'd never thought of that the um again this is going off topic on performance but with the we're saying the inconsistent tone there's examples where it just shifts so there's that sword fight where it's like quite an intense sword fight Mm. And then there's a bit where he just gets his legs pulled back under. Oh the... yeah, and he starts like getting crawled across. And then there's a bit where they're like both like popping their heads up yeah. under these rail bits. It is very, silly. I don't know, very over the top and silly. <laughs> to be fair, again, I suppose the game is over the top and silly. Mm. So mm. it's a mix, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe maybe it's you can get away with it more on a game. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know. It just it's it can be a bit noticeable in film. Not that I didn't enjoy it, no, but if, if we if we're being impartially critical, then it doesn't have a consistent no. tone. Uh, who was the other the actress in it? I can't Elga Kurilenko. Uh, although she is playing a very generic character, she played her reasonably well. I think she's a good actor. Yeah. She's just not given anything no. to work with. It's a typical sort of. 2000s female role where they clearly don't know how to write for a woman um they was a uh, how to train and uh, i how to train your dragon the girl with the dragon tattoo out about this time because it feels like they modeled her about around her maybe the original swedish ones mm. um which i've heard are very good i've never seen them though. oh they're brilliant mm. the books the <clears throat> books are the best the swedish films are brilliant and to be fair, the David Fincher one is good. Yeah, I, that's the one I've seen. I thought that was is good. good, but it is very—it's almost shot for shot. Did they ever make a sequel to the American version? No, because they did. So when the author died, a ghostwriter did a fourth book, which mm. apparently is okay, but not as good as the trilogy. And they've made a film of that, which is the <coughs> Girl with the Spider's Web. Oh, I've heard of that. But they've made, weirdly, they <coughs> haven't made a Swedish version. They've gone straight to the American version. I do feel a bit sorry for that writer because didn't he die straight after finishing, like not long after finishing the third book and then they were a huge success. And yeah. so we saw none of that success. And I think he didn't, dick, he didn't sort out a will. Oh, So I think. Gutting. It didn't go to his family and it went to like probably the publisher a really nasty cousin or something oh that sucks yeah apparently it was a family dispute yeah the fun of money yeah <laughs> um but yeah uh she was 
she was fine for most of the film. She wasn't exactly well written, but she was fine for most of the film. And then she just got fucking. It just turned into a sex object for like five minutes. Yeah. Which thankfully they didn't actually go into a sex scene, but they they were clearly There's a bit of nudity. Yeah. yeah. It's just like you've clearly chucked in some nudity here just to get a higher age rating. Yeah, I think it was a veiled attempt to be like, he's emotionless, he won't react to your advances, yeah. sort of thing. Sorry, not your advances, <laughs> I meant her advances. <laughs> hey. um, but they, they'd they already kind of done that through dialogue, mm. so they didn't need her to be yeah. naked. Um, so. But it was kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, is there any other important characters in it? I suppose the cop. Yeah, Doug Ray Scott, who's a very good actor. Yeah. He plays Mike Whittier. But like you said, he just plays a very generic character. Everything in this is quite generic. Yeah. Is, I suppose is a good way of putting it. But he was just kind of forgettable. I genuinely literally forgot he was in it until you mentioned about the cop. Um, it doesn't even feel like he's a threat, really. Although no. the ending was all right when the with the... Uh, when he like storms the building yeah that was actually all right to be fair yeah but i feel like this is a it's a reviewer called jeremy johns and when he watches a film that's like eh he says t uh t minus forgotten in one minute or something like that i mean that's it's basically true. this film yeah, like, yeah it's not terrible it's it's entertaining enough to watch once i'll never watch it again but <laughs> well that's when i was synopsizing it i had a for a moment my mind was just blank mm. and we watched it couple of days ago yeah so and there was a lot going on in it i'd still say one of the worst video game movies i've seen monster hunter is definitely one of them that was fucking i awful. haven't seen that yet i have seen i think it was the last resident evil movie not the like reboot ones the last ones yeah. with miller Djokovic, whatever her name is um i saw it down in breen with nick and a few others and it was like watching a trailer, but it was the entire film because it was just jumping around everywhere. It made no mm. fucking sense. It was so much lens flare and fucking latex. It was like the Matrix mixed with J the Matrix directed by JJ Abrams. <laughs> yeah. Um it was just a fucking state of a film and it was so bad I couldn't watch it. Um Yeah, Monster Hunter. What was the other worst ones I've seen? It's crazy to think that I still... One of the best video game movies I can think of is still the original Mario Bros. movie because it's, it's just I hilariously great. I never thought great. we'd get to this conclusion. The, the Mario Bros. Is, I mean, don't wrong. The new one is much better It's because yeah. it's genuinely a great animated film. But it's the original is still entertaining. And, you know... I mean, Street Fighter is pretty bad. Yes, although I don't... Oh, and more, the new Mortal Kombat was good. Yeah. Uh, which they announced, like I said, they announced today that there's a sequel on the way. So, or it's in the works. Um, but yeah, Hitman. It's that's the thing with a lot of video game movies is they're not all necessarily terrible. They're just pretty much all of them are either terrible or completely forgettable. Mm. You know. Um, I'd say the new Tomb Raider movie is one of the better ones. Oh yeah. But it like sadly that. didn't get a sequel, even though they were planning one. Yeah. They've locked the company that made it lost the license to it now. So. Yeah, the new the new one, the start was a bit too hammy. Yeah, it was too much an it's advert. A big old lump of pork. It was an advert for London. Yeah, like her boxing, her cycling she was around. Bloody British. Yeah, it yeah. was it was all that, but then once it got to the island, it got quite interesting. Mm. The end was a bit too quick. Yeah, because video games have a tendency to do that. It's mm. like a race to the finish line. 
but the set piece with the plane was amazing yeah some really good bits and the the first kill she does was really well yeah done, not right the beginning. best the cgi was a bit choppy in it but mm. it was not that high budget by looks things but... and walter bloody goggins is in it he's yeah great. he's always the exact same villain but it's, it's he's Smashes good at it, it every time um well clearly we've run out of things to say about <laughs> hitman is it hitman or is it agent 47 this one is just hitman, hitman. and then the sequels the sequels hitman dot dot agent 47 damn they made 47 of these <laughs> imagine 47 sequels kill me now yeah uh, cinematography is forgettable the music was all right it was um it was your kind of classic born-esque yeah soundtrack like it's very like yeah stuff like that tub thumping yeah um it was enjo- <laughs> it was enjoyable but if you closed your eyes you wouldn't be able to pinpoint what action spy film you're watching because it's kind of just it, it generic they, 2000s they, they've got it in a warehouse somewhere mm. i mean that's unfair there is a composer doing it but you know it's it didn't it's not like um what's his name ludwig gorison or something where no. it grabs you but it was a solid score yeah and the enough. score the music was more consistent was probably one of the most consistent aspects yeah more than cinematography more than editing yeah action and all that was very it, again it's all mediocre and forgettable mediocre. mediocre well the choreography is also there were some good fighters but one of the big problems with having a lot of the characters <clears throat> bald is that <laughs> it's very ob- well no there's that and it's also very obvious when an actor is oh yeah yeah switched to a stunt double because <laughs> they've got no shape. yeah exactly <laughs> there's no hiding and i think yeah. the height difference was also quite no i don't know yeah yeah it's messy well but it was fun it was fun and i laughed which i didn't <laughs> expect to <laughs> yeah that's true i was entertained yeah. to be sure just not a, on a rewatchable level no. well i think we it's time for a one more person's opinion yeah there are other actors but i can't be bothered and i'll get the uh, old <laughs> suitcase bomb ready <laughs> and uh hey! say the line bart Mediocre. Yay! <laughs> we unexploded the suitcase we're back Man, it feels weird to not do the curtain. <laughs> it does. Well, I uh, dirty. I hope the next film has suitcase bombs. If it doesn't, then we're just turning it off. <laughs> <laughs> we won't even review we'll it. We'll just review it up to that point. <laughs> well, uh, I don't really think there's spoilers. <laughs> there, there isn't. They just straight up isn't. Oh, the Nothing only, happens. The only thing we didn't mention was the the guns and the ice. Guns in the ice. In the, oh, yeah. That was great. The, the ice to be bucket. fair, every time they did the cliche of the suitcase bombs or hiding a gun in some random place, it did make me chuckle. Well, they had the so, rubber duck as well, didn't they? Oh, and the rubber duck, which is something from the game you said, right? Yeah. 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 But yeah, there's no spoilers. <laughs> there's no, <laughs> no plot. No. <laughs> beyond, beyond what we told at the beginning, there is literally nothing else. Yeah. Oh, the ending is cool. The the like The actual action scene is pretty well done. Yeah. But that's about it. The bit in the hotel is is okay, but <clears throat> there's a lot of him just jumping out of windows. Yeah. Like it just seems to be and then something will explode. <laughs> it just is a kind of running gag. Literally. Running jumping gag. With a hitman 
with a red tie. He also never gets blood on his clothes. Like, on, a bit of splatter on his face, but his clothes completely fine. Well, the tie's white, and it just absorbs, it sucks all the blood into the tie. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tie of blood. <laughs> There's also a bit where he, like, kills somebody, and then he goes, wait here, and shoots him three times in the back, walks off, and then does come back and talk to him later. I'm like, how the fuck is that guy alive? He shot him, like, six times. <laughs> I'd uh, forgot about that. Dumb. <laughs> anyway yeah thank you very much for listening yeah thank you and uh assignment completed don't don't uh don't forget to check out the hitman album yeah yeah available at all good retailers <coughs> i don't think any of them sell cds anymore <laughs> hmv's about it <laughs> hitman vinyl yeah yeah that do well, let's just end it with a suitcase. A load bomb. of ball people coming out with vinyls. Like, ooh. <laughs> suitcase bomb time. <laughs>